Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Life Lab Podcast with your host, Will Dorns and Everett Adams. On today's episode, we talk about money habits, Coachella preparation, we bring a lot of good energy, we talk about consciousness and meditation, and we call out some of our friends, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. We hope you guys enjoy. And we're live in the lab. I got a few things. Um, Let's hear them. So this is a podcast. So there was a couple of things that I thought that we missed making the connection on back in our last podcast. And the first one that, that comes to mind is when we were talking about Nipsey Hussle and his brand marathon and how be patient. Like obviously everybody wants things immediately, but his brand and his stores are called marathon because it's a long game. Like if if you're trying to do things and take shortcuts now, your your gains and um, your long term value probably in the long run is not going to be that that great. So, like compounding interest, um, whether that be knowledge, investing, whatever you're doing, um, if you're if you're not playing the long game, it's probably not going to work out as well for you. And we miss the making the connection to. The infinity game it's not about is the finish line. It's not about the finish line. It's not about winning right now. It's about winning. It's not about winning at all, really. It's about the long game and playing forever. Um, and so I thought that, that was something that that we definitely. It seems like it almost seems like our subconscious was like talking about it um, and bringing it up, but we never quite made that connection. I just thought it. I thought it was really interesting um, that both those talk, topics came up. Um, and we didn't like officially make it. So I want to make sure that uh, we uh, close the loop. Yeah. I think we were there. I think it makes sense to point it out, but yeah. we were there. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason we were talking about them. Yeah. Ironically, I've seen so much on social media about him lately. I can't remember who asked him, um, but everyone is saying the marathon continues, you know? And it was a few months ago that somebody asked him, was like, well, in a marathon, there is a finish line. <laughs> and they're like, so what is that for you? And he was just like, well, that's just my life. It's like, when I'm dead, you'll be able to look back on, you know, the mark I left and hope. And he said, it's so funny. All the comparisons he's had to some people are saying that he's like the Tupac of this generation. I think we talked about that yeah. a little bit. I even heard in a line in the song, he he calls himself the Tupac of this generation. Yeah. And so similar to Tupac and obviously Biggie in that they, they talked so much about dying early and dying young in their music and how that would be appropriate from where they're from and the things that they're involved in. Um, and obviously it's like, it's there was a moment in the barbershop the other day, they were playing all Nipsey Hustle when, when I was there. And talking about it and, you know, every customer that came in had something to say about it, which was kind of cool. But um, there are a few moments where um, in a song he references, you know, being where I'm from, where I'm from, I should be dead or, I'll, you know, you say that I should die doing this. I probably will type of thing. And everyone would kind of look around and be like, fuck, this is so weird. But in this interview, he talks about the marathon and he's like, well, hopefully when I die, my voice does live on and the message that, you know, he, so that was another thing that he was hoping would happen and it's very much going to happen. It's such a weird timing thing with, I think the success that he was having in the last few years and the people that were like hopping on his bandwagon that, you know, I saw one account that said his streams are up, you know, 5,000% in the last week. Oh, I bet, you know, so it's really weird. I really identify with his music. Have you been listening to it? Yeah. You've been listening to it in the gym or something? Yeah. I listen to it in the gym all day today. It goes hard. And every time on Instagram, I see, you know, people post a song. They're like, this was like my favorite song. I like add it to my playlist now. Like the end of my workout playlist is like 20 <laughs> or 25 songs. And it's like, it just hits different when you hear this person talking about all these real things. And with one of those being, I'll probably get shot doing this. 
you're in the car, you're in the gym, you're just like, fuck. Yeah. I need to go hard. It makes you want to identify with everything else, you know? Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was doing in the gym today. I was, uh, doing, um, kind of, um, a circuit and I was doing, um, even with my shoulder, I was doing, um, some chest, I was doing abs and then I would go and like, I've talked about the, um, the self-propelled treadmill. That's kind of like in a, a like U shape or like a banana shape and you got to run to keep it going. And I would do that for like two minutes and I would try and keep it over like eight to eight and a half miles per hour, just straight for two minutes, just coming straight out of like some, some other sort of, um, weightlifting or, or abs. And it was like, they're definitely gets like tiring. Um, especially the last like 30 seconds are like pretty difficult at that, that pace, at least at my current cardio state <laughs> and, uh, listening to his music, um, just like kept me going like no problem. Yeah. It's, it's to me, it hits differently coming from my background or like our background versus his. It's like hearing him say that it makes me go like, if he can have that mindset, I can absolutely have that. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing I think is interesting about the marathon and about the infinity thing, um, that resonates in his music is he talks a lot about how, um, if you're trying to do things, you're going to have lows and you're going to have failure. The dip. Yeah. Specifically the dip. Like he, I forget which song it is. I think we should make, we should select songs for the podcast, by the way, we need to go on Spotify because we already have a life lab podcast profile on Spotify and have like our, like brand playlist on there. Oh and yeah. We could have a couple real slappers on there, but um, I like that he talks about that because that applies to a literal marathon. And I, you know, I'm experiencing that on sh- shorter runs that I'm doing where there's moments where you're like, this is dumb. This is dumb. Yeah. And then you, you kind of learn in those moments, like, well, you just kind of keep running and you know that in a few minutes you're going to feel better. And that is such a weird, like dip high roller coaster ride, like trick on your brain. You're like, it sucks. And like, okay, this is just where I keep running. Cause I know that in two minutes I'll feel better. And then you're at that two minutes and you're like two minutes ago, I literally wanted to die, but now I feel okay. I'm like, I could run all day and all night. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird thing when someone dies like that. It's like his music is going to touch so many more people now potentially more than he ever would have had he this not have happened almost guaranteed yeah almost guaranteed and um it's it's i I was i've been thinking so much about why i don't know if we got into this but like why it seemed to have resonated with me so much more than other other people i think it's just because that like there's so much about his message that i agree with Versus someone like Mac Miller, who was like, he's awesome. He's yeah. a great rapper. But it was just it wasn't getting high and yeah. just chill music. Yeah. And yeah, nothing nothing wrong with that. But maybe it's a point in my life thing, too. Maybe if Mac Miller died when I was like 18, I wasn't as mature and focused on some of the things that I'm focused on now. I wouldn't have cared as much, but or I would have cared more. But yeah, it seems like every day there's a different thing that I hear from his music. And I'm like, man, this guy was really smart. Yeah. And he's doing it for a long time. Yeah. Every Gary V posted an interview with him. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, his like tribute. That was cool. Yeah. Um question for you. What's the purpose behind the circuits in the gym? The weightlifting circuits? I guess you're missing mixing cardio in there too. What time? What do you think in there? time to get as much done in as little time. So if I don't want to do like 30, 45 minutes of cardio, I can go do lift weights, abs, basically do an interval for two minutes and then go back. And then that way I do 10, I am only doing like 10 minutes of running or like 15, 16 minutes of running, maybe 20 minutes really push it, which I, I didn't do. I only did 10 minutes total, five, two minute intervals. And like, you feel pretty good. You get a good sweat up, your heart rate gets up. Um, and it just condenses the amount of time that I need to be in the gym. Um, 
And it's kind of like my muscles are resting from like actual weight lifting because I wasn't doing super heavy. Um, so I didn't need to like really recover a, a ton. Um, and so it was just kind of a way to like mix up a workout. And what's nice about the one that was nice about that treadmill that self-propelled is you don't have to get up. You don't have to get on it, press the button and like go up to like eight or go up to nine or whatever it is. And like then run for like two minutes and then click the stop button. You just get on there and like start running and like you see the pace that you're at and you keep it at that pace and you just keep it above it. Um, and then when you're done, you just hop right off and you're done. There's, you don't need to press any buttons, which is what I really like about it. Do you feel that there are any dangers with doing circuits like that with some of the ailments you're dealing with right now? <laughs> Old man body. Um, no, I felt good. How long have you been doing these circuits? I just vary it. Mm. It's not like a thing I do just every single time. Yeah. Okay. I'm concerned about you, you know. Appreciate that. You've got a lot of dancing to do at Cella in two weeks. A lot. I can't be hearing about your shoulder, your lower back. There's <laughs> no time for that. There's <laughs> give me all the turmeric. Just, you just want me to take give loads? Some? Hey, shout out to Rhonda Patrick. I literally got my shipment last night. What did I get? I got a B complex and I got turmeric. I got one other thing uh that that's kind of on her list of it's like magnesium. I didn't get that one. I'm trying to I'm trying to limit the supplements, just get as much as I can from diet and things that you lack. Oh, zinc. Oh yeah. Zinc was the was the third one. And with the travel, I I I thought that zinc and uh probiotic would be good for my immune system going into this travel. Be careful if you take and I speak from personal experience. Be careful if you take zinc on an empty stomach. That shit'll fuck you up. Yeah, I don't really fuck you up. Like yeah. food poisoning, throwing up nonstop. Sick. So I in college, I I was taking zinc for like um um I, it was like a long it was like freshman year and I was taking it for like um health reasons to um like boost my immune system. Uh, this is like 10 years or like more than 10 years ago. God, I'm old. <laughs> and I remember taking it one morning, walk, walk out of Stevenson, walk up the hill to class. Um, it's like is my this first building at Wazoo. Yeah. This building at Wazoo. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah. Um, me. for, for the, for the listeners who do, they'll appreciate it. <laughs> um, walking to the fine arts building. For some reason I had like a gen ed class in there <laughs> and I'm like, as I get halfway through the class, I'm like, oh my God, like I do not feel well. Leave class. I'm in the bathroom the entire, it was an hour and a half class. I'm in the bathroom throwing up like violently the entire rest of the period. And then I had my phone, um, look at my phone. I'm like, I'm like, this is not good. Like what is wrong with me? I have no idea. And um, get back to the room after the, because the, the bell rung. So like everyone's like going in and out of the class, get my stuff. And I'm like, I'm like walking out. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to start yakking everywhere. I'm like, there better be a trash can somewhere. And I I'm walking right out, like basically like running. And I look to the left. There was a, a big old, like those big massive trash cans that are like metal with the um, black garbage bag over it. And I just start yakking into it for like a good two minutes straight, just violently. And I'm like, dry heaving at this point just like absolutely dying it's like a tuesday at like 11 o'clock in the morning people probably just thought i was so hung over from like partying the night before and meanwhile i'm just dying from um, zinc from zinc the lamest thing you can be puking i ended up going to like the health and wellness center and they ended up like pumping me with a bunch of like iv because i was i was so concerned i was like i didn't drink last night i like didn't really didn't like eat, eat anything i'm like normal. what is going on like this is i'm actually like concerned yeah so i kind of went in there to like just check and they're like oh yeah you shouldn't do that on an empty stomach they gave me like these pills that like um help with anti-nausea like basically dramamine on steroids and then i just had like a couple of iv bags and i felt fine but did they say that about zinc specifically or was it supplements in general because i i have a hesitation to take anything on an empty stomach and i always i take my stuff usually midday as I start eating, as I break a fast, because a lot of those vitamins will can pull you out of a fast, especially if you take like a couple at the same time. So I don't take anything on an empty stomach anyway, but I'm curious 
Do you remember that? Did they say it was zinc specifically? Or I could I could see a bunch of supplements bothering your system on an empty stomach. They said it was about, you know, medicines. It was zinc specifically. Mm. And I've talked with a couple of other people where they had the exact same experience. They're like, yeah, I took zinc on like just regular old zinc from like the grocery store Mm. on an empty stomach. And like, you are dying. Mm. It was awful. Good to know. Yeah. So listeners beware of the zinc. Seriously, I think I'm going to send you almost some turmeric, dog. With these, all these things you're doing, it actually really helped. Um, so my shoulder really tightened up in a workout on Monday, and I was like, "Man, like this sucks." Uh, obviously, and my shoulder was like a, a big ball. And um, meditation, they talk about how like just focus on actually focus on the pain and like breathe in and breathe out and breathe in as if you're breathing in through that piece of pain, especially if it's like a muscle um, and then like breathe out through it. And a lot of the times that just like releases the muscle. And I started focusing on that when I was like going home and this is after we um, had met. And then I remember David Goggins talking about like pain, uh, how he ran with like a broken foot. And some of all this like stuff that he had, he's like, the mind is so much more powerful. And I literally just started telling my mind, I was like, just release the muscles. And I literally just started like mentally saying that, which sounds crazy, but it legitimately helped. Like I could, the muscle started to loosen up a little bit. Um, obviously not completely, but it felt significantly better after I started um, thinking directly about like that tightness and like thinking about, Hey, like let, let the muscles like dissipate, let like them relax, like um, let go essentially. And it helps a little bit, which is kind of crazy. Sounds woo woo, but it legitimately helped. It doesn't seem that crazy. It seems crazy because it's not something that like you're taught or is popular, but it actually much like a lot of things seems very basic. You're just thinking about your body. Yeah. That's <laughs> not That's what we should be doing, right? Yeah. Cuz when you resist the pain, you're you're pushing away, you're pushing away and you're pushing away. And so that's when the resistance creates more resistance in your muscles and your body to then continue to tighten up because you're resisting it. The resistance of the, creates more resistance? Yeah. I don't know about that. I'm resisting that idea. <laughs> Andy Pudicombe, the, the God, talks about it in his injury, uh, in his pain management pack. Also, shout out to Kurt for, uh, said he had a moment today in meditation. He messaged me. Got me really pumped up. What? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? No, he just said he, what like, do was doing, like, the body scan. He said he was, like, doing the breathing and all stuff. He's like, it actually felt like my mind quieted down for, like, a couple of minutes. He's trying headspace? Yeah. Nice. I was like, that's awesome, dude. Super pumped up for you. That's dope. Bjorn hit me up about what what kind of meditation I use. I referred him to uh Did we give Bjorn a shout out on the last podcast? He's gotten one like every episode. I think he's gotten a bunch. I told him on the phone. I was like, dude, I think you're getting a lot of shout outs. Um, yeah, I'll have to check back with him. Actually, this will be a good exercise. Do you want to do like a happy hour, like the Thursday, the week we get back from Chella or like Friday, maybe? Yeah. Um, and then at that point, I can ask him, how has the meditation gone? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I told him Headspace and uh, waking up with Sam Harris. I really want to try that one. You should try that. It's a it's different. It's more of an exploration into consciousness. Yeah. And existence. It's similar but just different yeah and it definitely seems like i don't know headspace seems lighter like it's a very good idea to have some experience with meditation before you try waking waking up with sam harris because he's just you're exploring you're exploring and he's just seems to me to be very advanced to say yeah more philosophical but it's it's It just seems a little deeper. Yeah. Anybody, I think, can open up session one on Headspace, which is just very general. It's just like breathing, Mm -hmm. body scan, 
you know, which is great. I think that reduces the barrier for people to get into it. Maybe it's a good thing for us to talk about to, for, you know, it's a great like foundation people to understand that like, you're not jumping into some woo woo spiritual thing. When you open up headspace, someone's just telling you to breathe <laughs> yeah. for a few minutes. Think about your, the weight of your body where you're sitting and how your whole body feels. And then getting into Sam Harris just takes that a little deeper and gets you thinking about how you would maybe do the same body scan, but you're thinking about how all of those feelings are just appearing in your consciousness. Whoa. I should definitely check that out. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just takes it a little, it, it, it makes you step back further. Yeah. Instead of the 30,000, instead of like 10,000 foot looking at yourself meditating and then going 30,000 foot looking at yourself, you're like, going into outer space and like looking at like everything <laughs> of like, Whoa, I actually, I don't know. I might go the opposite way. I might say like, instead of on a body scan, when you're scanning down and you think about your knees when you get to your knees and it's like, how do your knees feel? First off, how far do you usually get in a body scan? I usually make it to like the waist and then I'm like done. It differs. Sometimes I do well. Sometimes I get distracted. Sometimes I, when I actually feel something, I'll think, what is that from? Did I do something? What yeah. is it going? And then I'm like, what did I do in the gym? <laughs> oh, should I do pull-ups? Oh, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, fucking body scan. I got to yeah. get back to it. Exactly. But then there's other times, exactly. there's other times where, <laughs> there's other times where I'll almost rush through it to get through it. And then I'll go back and do it again. Yeah. I'll be like kind of almost robotic so as to get through it and not be distracted and then maybe go and go slower. And there's other times where you just get lost and it's like, move on to the next thing. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't even do a thing. I didn't, do anything. I didn't even make it to my eyebrows. But, but, but I would say that Sam Harris would, would, I don't, I don't think he says this type of thing exactly, but how to me it feels like it differs is instead of him going, you know, um, observe how your knees feel. He'd be like, become aware of how feeling your knees is just an appearance of something in your consciousness. Like you're the one who has the power to give the value to anything. So before feeling your knees, you're kind of remembering that there is some decision-making in going, my knees feel some type of way. Shout out to Rich Homie Kwan. (laughs) Dude. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. I think he had that beef with Young Thug, and he never came back. Was there some allegations against him? Some weird stuff? Some rapey things? Probably. I don't know. I like I said, like you said, I haven't heard of him in like at least a year. That he, was a slap, though. He was on a couple of uh, he was on a couple of good collabs with other people, but right I heard that. Birdman, or no, it was Gucci Mane. I think put up. I want. I can't remember if it was one million or five million for them to do a collab album, Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan. Really? Yeah, and they obviously think it would benefit Kwan more than it would. Yeah, Young Thug, who, by the way, I think is getting his respect, but is still very underrated as as like a new generational rap artist. I think artists in general underrated when you when you hear. There, uh, dude, this that, is us like going on the body scan and going completely off in another direction and be like, Oh shit. What were we even talking about? Well, it's, <laughs> I think it's a great segue because I said something about the meditation has me feeling some type of way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, said, yeah. shout out to Rich Kwan. <laughs> I haven't heard this name in a while, but like, I think this is what I like about having these conversations this is normal very normal this is how brains work don't deny it do you try it it. trying to get some sessions in at cella dude morning sessions are great speaking of morning sessions speaking of what speaking of morning sessions kanye sunday service 9 a.m in the hills what's the strategy do we go back i don't know do we stay because if we stay that's a long ass day dog i've been waiting for coachella to release some details about it what like what would be helpful 
just like, can we re-enter? Can we not? There's re-entry. There is? Yeah. And then is it on the polo grounds? Like, where is it going to be? Is. Like, It's on, apparent, it said something about, I read something about some hills. It's going to be in some hills. There's no hills on the polo grounds that I know of. Hmm. What we could do is we could drive there and then drive back, hmm. take you, a nap. What's parking like, though? I've, I don't know. I've never driven there. I've always done the shuttle bus. But here's the other thing. Let's say that's 9 to 11. It seems like there's a pretty good chance somebody in our group's going to want to see somebody at like two or three. Yeah. How far is it from the place? 30? 20, 25 minutes. So even if we could get back for like, we'd have to figure out like, what's the minimum amount of time to where it would make it worth it for us to go back? Yeah. Because assuming what Saturday night's going to be like, we're probably not going to wake up early enough to like cook breakfast and then go to the Sunday service. We're just going to probably get up and go. You literally could like sleep on the grounds, but I just get, get. Oh, you mean take a nap in between? Yeah. God, I thought you were talking about the night before. I was like, don't even fucking <laughs> no. start with me right now, no. dude. You guys are crazy. I feel like I'm going to be the voice of reason here. Evan's going to be with us. So there's going to be no voices of reason. That exactly. I'm not following Evan around. I'm not getting into some shenanigans bullshit that he always gets into. I hope he hears this, but if he doesn't, one of your friends is going to hear this and go, yeah, don't follow Evan. That's a terrible idea. I'm not even following you for that matter. You guys are crazy. I always hear all these stories and I'm like, well, yeah, makes sense. If I have to venture off just to preserve my livelihood, I will (laughs) catch you guys back in Seattle. (laughs) But but I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm like, okay, if this is at nine, is it going to be a shit show to get in there? Wherever it is, how big is the space going to be? We're going to be dying from the night before. Hopefully, I used to. I said this at the bachelor party that I was at. I was like, I've never been hungover when I've seen palm trees and sun. (laughs) And I was so hungover. I was. I said that the night before. Typical me. I like shout out like I've never done this. I'm really good at this. And then the next day, just really absolutely, absolutely dying. Uh, that was that was definitely me. But I didn't throw up, so I was pretty proud of myself for keeping it together from that perspective. Yeah, shout out to that. But at least at music festivals that I've been to, and I've been to at least one every year since 2012. Is that some type of streak you're trying to keep going? Yeah, one a year. Hmm. One a year. Is this the only one you're planning on this year? Is there potentially one at the... There might be one in Montreal, yeah. Are we going to that reading room? (laughs) Dude, that library looked dope. At least I thought it did. Anyways. It's not BYOB, huh? No. I didn't realize it was a library. (laughs) I just thought it was like... It looked like a part of a mall where you could just read. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look too much into it. After following that account, a bunch of like personalities from montreal have followed me really yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i had the same thing to you yeah yeah well i think i well you commented on there too and i commented back so. yeah that's exciting speaking of planning <clears throat> i need to know how i'm getting to sunday service and back and back to the other shit and how and when we're getting to montreal because that's i've been right, it's right around the corner yeah i know um but I was going to go back and say that mm. uh, usually you feel pretty good the next day. At least I have from a festival because I'm so excited to go and like see like the next day's acts. Like I'm usually really pumped up. Yeah. Um, and then Monday is usually like the day where it's like, okay, there's something exciting happening. I'm dying. At least we're not going back. Yeah. I'm super excited that we're going leaving Tuesday. That'll be really nice to just really relax all day Tuesday, really lounge and then not even leave early Tuesday, like leaving at like one. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, is everyone on that flight? I think it's just you, me, Evan and Jenna. What are Justin and Laura doing? I think they leave Monday. Oh, Monday night. Are are they taking the car? So they're going to drop off a car. <laughs> Our listeners are loving this. So they're going to drop off the rental car and then my parents luckily have a car down there that we can whip around similar to when we've done golf trips down there. Right. The matching Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> Godly move by Donna. Uh, my dad and I have had many conversations about how, how could you get the exact same vehicle? Literally 
identical. I remember how I thought that was cool at first. And then I was like, wait, you're in Palm Springs. You should have a Palm Springs vehicle. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. It's even the same color. I know. What is that? Champagne? Yeah. Yeah. Champagne chariot. (laughs) You can't take that name. You know why? That's the name of Bjorn's forerunner. Shout out to Bjorn. (laughs) God, I hate you. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. You hate me, but Bjorn's going to love me. Give uh, and take. Yeah. Um, there was something else that I want to bring up that uh, I realized that we left out when we talked with Andrew as well is that mm. it's uh, April is financial literacy month, which we talked about earlier about like, wow, like that was crazy that we released that podcast on April 1st, not even knowing that it was financial literacy months, mm-hmm. month and um, that the whole podcast was about basically personal finance and um, wealth and personal um, wealth of that matter. And one thing that I want to bring up, which I've heard in a couple of other things recently, which I, I remember having this conversation with somebody um, in New York and back in like 2015, when we, when we did a trip out there and we were talking about like money and salary and like saving and how a lot of the times as people's salary grows, their style of living, um, grow changes too. So you start making more money, you start buying more things, you start going out to eat more, you start doing more lavish traveling, you start buying nicer, more expensive clothes so that even though your salary increases, your savings and your take home actually that you're putting away for yourself and being able to invest in other things isn't increasing. It's saying the exact same, even though your salary has maybe increased a lot over the last couple of years. But the savings could increase if you are still spending at a healthy uh, clip. Definitely. You could, they could, but like you have to be diligent about like, you have to be very intentful about being aware that as you make more money, not to increase your spending just because you have more money. Does that make at sense? At a faster rate. At a faster your rate. your income increases. Yeah. Is the key there. Yeah. Just because you have more disposable income doesn't mean you should spend more money. It means you actually are now, you actually now have a better chance of saving more money so that you have a better life to live like later and that you can then invest that money now so that that money can then work for you more now so that it can compound interest over time. So that was one thing that I want to um, definitely mention. That I, that I wanted to bring up at one point that we, when we were talking with Andrew and then um, we got sidetracked on some other topic and I forgot to bring it around. But I think that's something important as you and I are both in our thirties now and we've both um, um, obviously our careers are going in the right direction um, from, when we were in the, <laughs> from when we were in the, from when we were when we were just first starting out. And I think it's something that I've noticed in myself that like, it's easy to like, oh yeah, you're like making a little bit more money now than, than you were. So like, yeah, you can afford that. You can do this. You can, but it's like, whoa, like take a step back and like really take a look at like what Andrew talked about is like your inputs and your outputs are your, are your inputs more than your outputs? Because if, if they're not, you're not putting more money in the bank. And in the end, um, you should pay yourself first. I think that's very important. Mm. Have you gotten any feedback on that episode? Not specifically around like financial things, but I've just heard some good feedback that people um, just enjoyed it in, ge- in a general sense. No, like I went and took this specific action. Any negative feedback? Not that I've heard. Same. Yeah. I think we definitely could have improved the audio on that one. Like we, we talked about a, a lot. Um, and I think we're getting better with each one. It's definitely a, a learning curve, um, but um, I think yeah. we're getting better. Yeah, I think we could have gone deeper. I think we could have gotten a little bit more granular. I think that would be a great. I think that'd be a great like part two of like, okay, this is like the general ideas. These are like the general best practices. This is like the philosophies of it. Now, how do you go and tactically implement those strategies to do it? Because I think having the the philosophical understanding is really important, but then understanding tactically, how do I actually do this is also really important. The, the, the twofold, because that, that creates the full picture of 
how to actually go ahead and do things and then be able to apply those philosophies in real life. Yeah. Financially, I'm curious, like what, what's the actual value to like our target listener, which I think is for the most part, people pretty similar to us, if not maybe a little bit younger. Um, so yeah, more like tangible details about what to do. Like, I think it would have been fun to like open up my Robinhood app and just like talk like I bought, here's why I bought this to me. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, I talk about that with some of my friends, you know, and I think it's easy to assume that because something is normal to us, that it maybe isn't a value to other people. But I think that is actually a really scary assumption. What do you mean? Did you, like what, what specifically do you mean by that? For us, so he mentioned, you know, he mentioned a few stocks that you got excited about. I think he mentioned Micron and a couple others. And, and to us and maybe even to him, it's like, oh, that's like whatever, you know, because we live in this world. But very few of our listeners do. Mm-hmm. That's just one example. But this is inspired by actually a, a bit of a, uh, I think it was an article I read or maybe a tweet of somebody who's really prolific on, on Twitter and on Medium, the uh, long form writing platform. Um, it might've even been uh, Benedict Evans, but he was talking about how some of the most, like historically, some of the most powerful pieces of like personal literature or like a blog post or a Medium post are things that are simple to that person who wrote it. Um, but because they knew something so well, it was, it provided so much value to everybody else. So while we think, oh, it's obvious that you would invest in NVIDIA or AMD or Micron at a certain time. Again, this isn't, that's not like a philosophy, but it's kind of, I think might, might've been helpful for us to like, you know, you could share a little bit of savvy background on our knowledge of of those investments. We didn't get into investing too much no. with Andrew, but I think that's one example. I think we've done it a little bit, picking out a topic and talking about it. It's so easy for the things for us to assume that the things we know well, a lot of people know well. It's funny you say that. And they do, but also they don't. It's funny you say that. I was literally on a call and uh, I, I asked a, uh, um, a partner of mine was talking about, um, he was playing in the government space and, and I was like, I I'm commercially focused. I don't deal that much with governments. And he says some acronyms for some government contractors. I was like, I was like, I, I don't know what that is. Like, what, what is that? And he's like, he just started laughing. He's like, Oh, you, mean you don't know everything like that we're, we're working in. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, and he just started like saying like, Oh yeah, I should definitely be better about that. And I was like, I just started laughing. I was like, it's not you. I think we all just naturally assume people have a good understanding of what we know. It's just like a natural human thing. Now it it was just a funny moment that we had. That's unique though. Acronyms are unique. Was it GSA? No. That's a good government contract that you hear a lot about. What is it? I don't know what it stands for, but it's just a big purchasing uh, contract. But I think it actually might cost a decent amount of money to maintain like as a supplier, but yeah, I think there's, yeah, I, I, I think there's maybe a, 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 a more prescribed way for us to approach some topics that we've talked about, you know, because we talk to each other. Like I know a lot of the things that you're interested in and vice versa, but because of that, we might skip details, you know, thinking back, I think even to, um, I think I got this feedback from somebody when we talked about fitness should have been way more granular, you know, like I like, <laughs> I did this in an Uber in LA a few weeks ago. The driver was like, this dude was swole. And I was like, what do you, I say, I asked him the same question I asked Andrew. I was like, what do you like to do in the gym? And the person I was with just started laughing, you know, he was like, Oh, you know, I just like to push weights around. I was like, but like what, like what? Yeah. That's the value. Like, what do you do when you get there? Yeah. You know, to someone who doesn't know what they're doing, which by the way, as far as lifting weights, that was me a few years ago. I didn't know anything. And a lot of people, like I have, 
a few friends who are, are interested in losing weight. And I, they're pretty surprised when I tell them, just go do the five compounds several times a week. Just, wanna, just that. Just tell the people what the five compounds are. Um, putting me on the spot, eh? Um, squat, deadlift, bench, press, shoulder press. What's the fifth? I think it's rows. Row, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that engages the back. Um, because I think it. That, this is just one example to where... Yeah, and and it's another thing about so much of what I feel like I'm I'm talking about when I almost start to feel like I'm preaching a little bit, I'm more so talking to myself and talking about my old self. When I used to go like weightlift, like it's intimidating. Like there's 3,800 machines in here. What the fuck am I going to do with all this shit? Yeah, I don't know what to do. Especially if you're 40 or 50 pounds overweight and your confidence sucks and you feel like you don't belong. You know, like it's really helpful to have resources that, that break it down. And that's a, that's one of those weird ones where it's like, you could go and if you're not doing any, any weight training, um, or running or whatever, maybe even you don't even change your diet. You could literally go and do two to three sets of five exercises, two to three times a week. And like the impact is going to be dramatic, Mm -hmm. especially when you're just starting out dramatic especially as it pertains to weight loss yeah which i know i think it's becoming more widely known that like weightlifting is more um fat burning in impactful when it comes to fat burning than running yeah like people just think they need to of the long term because when you run burn yeah the caloric burn is so the burn is so much longer yeah and building and the building of muscle um because muscle burns uh, calories better than yeah. fat. Yeah. So it's another thing that's compounding. Once you, once you get started, as you build those muscles, not are, only are you having that extended caloric burn every day. So your muscles having to recover after your workout means you continue to like burn calories. Whereas when you're doing cardio, a lot of types of cardio, your caloric burn stops within 30 minutes to an hour. Whereas with weightlifting, it can go on for, you know, 12 to 24 hours or maybe even longer. But anyway, um, what'd the guy say in the gym? Do you say anything or in the car, in the Uber? Uh, he actually said something very similar to what I do. He says he goes back and forth between the compounds and like isolation and stuff. He had like huge arms, but it didn't actually didn't seem like he was fit in a very balanced way, but you could tell he like put in work. He puts in work. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm 32 and I'm getting into good shape now, but five years ago, I didn't have a very good understanding of that, you know, and it's, it's very easy for us to sit here and not get into that detail, even though we had a long ass episode about fitness, that's value that like we need to get in to be like, dig in. What did we, what did we, what did we learn that we should actually be documenting here versus talking about what we're doing now? Yeah, whenever I listen to like the Joe Rogan episodes or Tim Ferriss or um, any of those other sorts of um, podcasts when they're talking about the value that I can bring, it almost seems like I care more about the tactical things that I can do and go apply to my life the next day um, versus the philosophical things. I love the phil- I love the philosophical talks because they're mind opening, but it's harder to, it's hard to go and immediately apply that philosophy, um, the next day in whatever type of domain that you're doing. Yeah. And I, whenever, so I think you do bring up a good point. We should, we should work on that in, in the future is that whenever I hear people go on those podcasts that I, or read or whatever, um, videos, and they don't give me what I want from like that granular <laughs> things that I can go and apply. I'm like, Dang. It's almost like you're skipping over the meat of it. It's like that was a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Or at least I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. To assume is doom. To assume is doom. (laughs) um, To me that... So I agree with you on um, the tactical details versus the philosophical. I definitely like both though. Yeah. David Goggins is a good one to where he actually... And like Jocko Willink... Um, 
they don't get too much into tactical details. Mm-mm. They're more philosophical. Mm-hmm. But to me, like the blend of both is what's super exciting is when from someone's story, you get exposed to a journey, which is inspiration. That's super exciting and super powerful, especially when you're going through dips or whatever to have that kind of some of those images and stories to to fuel from. But then also the tactical, like, what am I going to go do today? What should I do? Is there something different I should try? Both is like, seems to be the most valuable thing that I've consumed. So maybe we should focus on that. Yeah. It's kind of like what I said earlier about like the the philosophical gives you the the high level view and then the tactical gives you the granular things. And like together that, that full thing creates the full picture of not only the background and, and the sky, but also the, the individual details in the foreground of, of a painting um, that you notice and can go and see immediately. You know, it might be a funny analogy and maybe a test for you to document is like, I think I've heard a few times that if you want to become a really good swimmer, you don't want to be taught by, you wouldn't want to be taught by Michael Phelps. You'd want to be taught by someone else who's gone through the same journey you've mm-hmm. gone through. Um. And I would, I would, I could think about that. That I, to me, that would apply to golf as well. Like to to me, I would guess that I'd be much more interested getting a lesson or reading a story or watching videos or consuming tips from someone who went from shooting a hundred to a scratch golfer. I want to know what did that guy do or a gal do that along that journey yeah. versus let me sit here and hear everything from Tiger Woods. Cause I can't go back and be five and be golfing every day. Like, like he did. Yeah. That I can't do. But what I can do is maybe start this little journey that somebody else did. So you started later in life. I'm, I implore you for the sake of the podcast on our listeners. I think you need to be a scratch golfer by next year. And what, what's your handicap right now? <laughs> 15. That would be a tall task. I'm just trying to get it to single digits. Okay. I think you should document that right now. Every time you go to the range, you should document stuff. You should put your phone down. You bought that little stupid yeah. tripod for your phone, which have you used it yet? No. Here you go. Perfect. I should have brought, brought it tonight. Yeah. You should have brought anything tonight. Yeah, I failed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Will forgot to bring his cord so he couldn't use our second mic, but we're making do. Because um, you think about things when you go to the range. You're not yeah. just shooting. You're working no. on stuff. Yeah. It could be interesting. That could be an interesting story. I'll do it. What if you're at 11 by August? That'd be phenomenal. A four point swing. How, how, what grade of value of a podcast episode or a post or something would it be to go like, Hey, I took four, is it points off my handicap? Strokes. Handicap is measured by strokes. Strokes, points. 15 to 11 points or strokes. I guess it would be strokes. It equates to strokes, but that to me, that would be awesome because there seems like there's probably a ton of 15s out there that are stuck. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So come on for the sake of the podcast. I'll do it. Dude, do we need to form an LLC so that you could expense the buckets of balls as well? Mm. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I could be honest. I do want to like. This is research. You're doing a research project. Yeah. I have wanted to get talk with someone about like someone who started their own business and then use that from like a tax perspective. Like, how did they do that? Um, you we started to ask Maria that, and then we got sidetracked by yeah. wine. The wine was good though. So and other things. Um, also, we could just Google that. That's easy. Yeah, but it, just like we're talking about, it'd be great to hear from somebody else who did exactly what we're doing, or very similar to what we're doing, and then they could give us like we could learn from them. You know who I really want to have on here? Who? Uh, well, a lot of people, but as it pertains to this, Spencer. Yeah. He'd be good. He'd be a good guest. Yeah. For for many reasons. But yeah. he, he this he'd be more than happy to speak to. And then obviously his golf background and Dude, you should set it up for like so many other things. Like June or like late May or something like that. Yeah. Well, so let's give some shout outs to some people we want to have on. I know we're talking to Waylon. Yeah. We're gonna get that scheduled. Um, Will Pateroy, Laura Lopresto, uh, Emerald City Smoothie, having to twist her arm a little bit because she's got some uh, 
hesitations about how good she would be on the podcast. Beautiful thing is you just be yourself. Yeah. You just be yourself. It's just like everything else. You don't do anything. You just, yeah. ha- just hang out. Yeah. Uh, who else off the top of your head? I'm blanking right now. There's a couple of people at Amazon that I would love to bring in that who I don't do not know personally, who I, who I saw speak at some things. Um, I think we should have, we need, we've talked about this a little bit. We need to have more fun. I'm all for having fun. Like we need to have some silly people on. I feel like we know some pretty silly people. Yeah. I mean, Evan would be silly. People would be like, who the fuck is this guy? And it, like, that would be great. And, but then like, you Just know, Evan stories for an hour, an hour straight would be comedy enough. Like to me, like I'm all for the people that we think would be interesting due to their professional resumes. But I'm actually really interested in people that have vocations and hobbies that they're really good at. When, when maybe their professional resume isn't that exciting or they've done the same thing their whole career, like whatever, you know, the people that have interesting hobbies that are very prescribed. Yeah. You know, I, I, it'd be interesting. It'd be kind of, you know, like my buddy Jordan who does the paintings. Uh, so that's Ryan. Uh, no, he, that Ryan. That's Ryan. Yeah. But that'd be good. Like, um, break down, you know, his painting process. How did he get into it? You know, what materials does he use? Cause that's just, that's unique, you know, artists yeah. of any kind. But, um, my buddy Jordan, who does the, the professional bass fishing, like, he started a, I remember in college, we'd make fun of him because he started a little social network for bass fishing. And now he runs like legitimate, like big tournaments around the state. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Wafish.com. Shout out to Jordan Doucette. Shout out to Ryan Thomas Dorsey on Instagram, up and coming artist. Um, shout out to James Whalen. Is that his, is that his Instagram? Uh, yeah, that's his name. Uh, your friend who's got the... Amazon Marketplace. Oh yeah, Sean. Sean. Um, let's let's interview a teacher like Jenna. Shout out to Jenna. We know a lot of people that like are doing really interesting things, and their perspectives to me are really interesting. Definitely, she has some interesting stories, like what she's been going through with some of these kids. Like, and that's another thing. You're just around it, and so maybe it. It, it, you're just so used to it, but unless you have kids that are that age or you're a teacher, you'd be blown away by some, I'm blown away by those stories. Yeah. Right. Cause incredible. I don't, I don't hear them. Is JT still at readout? <clears throat> yeah. Remember you told me he has like his family is like crazy and like, what is it? Films? Movies? Yeah. And he, he's also, I also love JT. He's yeah. Like, he's amazing. Yeah. He always has swaggy kicks. Yeah, um, he does. Shout out to JT. He, um, what is it? Is he part of a company that does like masks? Yeah. I thought it was films? like masks. Yeah. Like weird, ma- but like legit stuff. Yeah. And was on some, some interesting movies and projects. Yeah. But so to me, some of those people are interesting, you know, stuff that came out of, you know, family heritage that the, the, the knowledge is so deep with, with, with some of those people, mm-hmm. you know? And they're, and they're just our friends. They're not like, you know, someone that obviously we have people that we want to go pursue who are like, you know, and to me, those conversations are, are interesting. We're just like chatting. Yeah. And it's not really an interview. I don't want to do any more interviews. Only conversations. Conversations. That's our job. We're conversationalists. We're not interviewers. No. This is our podcast. Damn it. Do what we want. (laughs) Um, well, this was a pretty fun little impromptu recording. Yes, it was. Got some travel coming up. It's going to be a few weeks before we record again. So yeah. What do you, we want to drip this out like next week? Cause we got, say we do it. We got, we got to release this the week before Chella. So the week of Chella, we got to release this. And then next week we can release the one that we just did on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then obviously when we get back from Chella, that got to do a recap. that Dude, I almost feel like a Monday. Retreat. We almost got to bring a mic for a Monday recap. That'll be so great. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with bringing, bringing one. Yeah. But we're only doing it if we feel up to it. Yeah, of course. I don't want to have any obligations. Yeah, for sure. I guess this is all we would need. That would also just be a, a great lost tapes, just like a recap of the weekend, even if we just kept it for ourselves from like the ridiculous stories that we would recap. Because like, dude, that's always the most fun is like uh, getting drunk and then um, recapping the night with like all your friends of like the stupid shit that happened. Like that was that's like the best part of getting drunk is when like in college and like when you had roommates and stuff like that is like waking up being hungover at like 9 a.m. or like 10 a.m. or whenever you wake up, maybe it's 11 or noon or one and being like, oh, dude, remember what like Joey did? Like, oh, like whatever, like all that stuff is so great. It's like the most fun part of like drinking and like partying is like the recaps the next day. What's the saying? Moments you'll never remember with people you'll never forget or something. I might have butchered that, but something like that. Dude, I think actually now that now that I think about it, if we were to almost like don't even tell anyone and let's just set up the mic on the dining room table like Monday morning. And then as people start to wake up, it'll just be a record. Like you guys fucking recording. And it'll just be like a funny recap with the group. I feel like people would be into it. Yeah. They'd have fun with it. Especially yeah. if we made them like breakfast cocktails. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm here for. Common has, I really wish I, I really wish I could remember, but common has a great quote in his song. B. <gasps> I love that song. That song is That's so a great. Slippity slapperino. Um, um, it's on my workout playlist. It's uh, it's like the perfect quote that he has about it. Um, it's when drunk when drunk nights get remembered more than sober ones. Yeah, I always love that line. That's such a good song. Yeah, such a, the beat. The, the way it that's builds. one of those songs from like, could you just go on for ten minutes? It's so good. The beat is so yeah. amazing. The build up, the breakdown. Like, I'm like, man, just like do it again, like two or three more times because it's so amazing. What does that start with? Is it like a cello? It's just like a string. It's very slow. Yeah, it's really sick though. I love that song. As soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, oh, you're kind of in for something. Yeah, I'm nice. And you know. Is that that's probably his best album. Yeah. That's the title track. Isn't the name of that album B? Yeah, I think so. Or it's just the intro to B. Was it Never Looking? He's been busy fucking acting, so I think it's Never Looking Back. Never looking. I'm butchering this horribly. What is it? It's like never looking back, never looking past. The present is a gift, so I just want to be meditation god. <laughs> That'd be an awesome song to use as a intro or yeah. outro if we could. It would be. I feel like the royalties on that would be pretty though. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Like it's a lot of podcasts that just use songs. I don't think everyone's paying for them. Yeah. I don't think so either. Dude, I'm starving. Starving like Marvin girl. I showered since I went to the gym. Yeah. I got to bounce. So right. this is good. Yeah. The impromptus are the best. This is our, we're, so, we're slowly yeah. getting better. It's be our ninth episode. It's be our ninth, but also the audio, our audio efforts are incrementally getting better. On Tuesday, we had one set of headphones. Today, we have two, which has been nice. Yeah, thanks for the splitter. Um, yeah, we'll expense that. So people understand how we're recording today. We have a table on a carpet, which actually is like a big change. We learned. We learned. Recording on hardwood floor is creates a lot of um, reverberations and vibrations that um, the microphone picks up. So we move the table onto a carpet. Then we put a blanket on top of the desk that we have. And then we stacked books on top. And then Everett has a Seattle Supersonics foam finger. That thing might be worth $100. I know. And then we have the microphone on top of that. It's pretty amazing. And we've actually use the splitter to to have audio outputs straight to our ears so we both have headphones so we can hear our voices yeah exactly versus in the past like we're just we had no idea ripping yeah and to me it sounds better yeah way better i hope so and then for the next one two mic we figured out how to use two mics so we're going to get even more intimate where we're each going to have mics that we'll be able to 
manipulate personally. It's, it's, almost, dream. Like, it's almost like we're trying to turn this into a real podcast. <laughs> Two years later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Shout out to those who've been listening since day one. Day one. Appreciate you guys. Taking off my lab coat. Life Lab. We out. We love you. Bye.